Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the PG Show, where we talk about all things college football. Today, we're going to give you guys just a little bit more of an OU recap. I've got Jaden Knowles joining with me today. How are you doing, Jaden? I'm doing good. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing good. Just took some engagement pictures with the fiance this evening. Okay. Uh, beautiful, beautiful time to do it. The trees are changing colors. Uh, it wasn't too cold. The wind wasn't blowing. Uh, also, right. it wasn't hot, so you can't. Right, it didn't feel like last week when uh, Monday through Tuesday. It was pretty cold last week. It was pretty cold last week, but big news: Oklahoma got some rain. Oh yeah, Thursday throughout the weekend, some severe storms coming our way. <laughs> got to be careful. So stay KOC aware. You know, news five aware. Are we thinking tornado type of? Um, I was in a group chat with Damon Lane, and they said it's uh, chase weather. So whatever that, you know, you want to put into that category, you know, just stay aware. That means grab your beers, grab your lawn chairs, go sit out on your front porch and wait for them to drop. That's what the Oklahoma people do. That's what I found out when I came out here. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. No, it's it's funny. So um, it's like a running joke because uh, I've got I, I work with people that are in Nashville, and it's like you know they just recently have had some tornadoes go through their area. But it's like you know they it was like it's such a such a surreal thing when people from not Oklahoma hear that this is an actual real thing that we do. And it's like, right, you know, like people in Oklahoma really do just go chase tornadoes, and they don't even work for a storm chaser team. They just not at all. That's their life. They love doing that. Yeah, no, we're just li- we're just a little crazy for little crazy, but we don't ride our horses to school. I know sure. that myth's been out there. We don't do that one. Yeah, along with Texas too. I'm from Texas. Everybody thought I rode a horse to school. I was like, <laughs> we're only ridden one horse, and that wasn't the school. It was in a circle. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I-, I don't know how those rumors circulate. I think it's just because Oklahoma's plain and flat, and there ain't a lot out here. But right. listen, uh, I think what Oklahoma City was just put in as one of the top twenty cities in the United States, and Oklahoma City's constantly growing thanks to no, the Thunder. It is. Yep. Yeah. New team yeah. coming in, young, you know, Thunder team. They looking pretty good, you know, so of course it's going to start growing. Yeah, so I got to ask this. I posed this question on Instagram the, uh, yesterday, but do the Thunder just should they tank for Victor Wamembame? I don't know if you know who he is. Mm-hmm. He's the 72 um guard or not guard uh forward um out of I, I think it's France. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, um, or should they just? Which they say he's a generational talent. Like right. they say, he can play like Kevin Durant. At right. Or or should they go out there and sign a veteran, you know, guard and some shooters and try to win games? Like I think we're in this like thing right now. We're three and three, and I'm like, come on, guys, really? Right. I mean, at least you're not like the Lakers right now. Um, it just depends. Do you want a team, you know, to be good long term? Or do you want to win now? That's the question you got to ask as fan base, honestly. Because if you get the generational talent, you know he's going to grow, and then you, some more people are going to come on to the team wanting to play for the Thunder. Now, obviously, it's going to start growing and growing. They get the chemistry going. They're going to roll. And then that's when you get your, you know, six-time national – or not national, but, you know, the championship, NBA champions. Or do you want to just win right now with all the superstars – but everybody's not winning right now because you, you look at the Lakers. They're doing terrible. I'm a Lakers fan. But it's okay, though. 
So, as a Lakers fan, do you think it's Russell Westbrook? Do you think it's just a combination of not having shooting and LeBron getting older? Or do you think they're trying to tank for Victor? Because I heard somebody, uh, one of the guys on TNT, the NBA TNT thing say that, and I thought that was a little egregious. Um, no, I think they just don't have enough shooters, honestly. LeBron even said it, you know, so just no shooters on the team. I'm a huge Russell Westbrook fan, so I'm not going to put anything on him. Yeah, it's well, they you can't put it on him. They lost the other day without him to the Nuggets. Right. You know, if he's the problem, then when you remove him from the equation, you should win. So, right. Um, yeah, no, I think they should have taken that trade earlier in the season uh, with the Pacers to trade Russell Westbrook and get Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, but they would have had to give up two draft picks to do that. But Right, they need those draft <laughs> I mean, you need them, yeah. but if you're the Lakers and you've got a chance to get a shooter in Buddy Hill and a guy in Miles Turner that you can just turn around and flip potentially for some more shooters, that all of a sudden changes the dynamic of your team. And I, I don't know, because maybe at that point, Anthony Davis has a load taken off his shoulder. You could trade him. Yeah. The Lakers are a mess right now. They're just a hot mess. I think we can they all are. admit that. It's all good, though. I'm going to still be watching from a distance. There's a chance that they somehow might end up with the top, you know, top three pick this year. Who knows? All right, for sure. <laughs> Do you think though it's time to trade LeBron? That's the question. Do you think it's time to trade him and move on, or do you keep him? No, I, I keep him. I'm a huge LeBron fan. He's going to retire with the Lakers. I think so. Yes, I know. So I think he, he's going to do think it. He goes back to Cleveland for one last hoorah. To retire there. I think he goes there to retire there, and I think they end up winning that championship that year. If Donovan Mitchell's still there. That's a, I ain't think of it that way. That did yeah, sound that pretty squad, good. That squad they have there is pretty good. All right. Oh yeah, for sure, for yeah, sure. They got yeah, they got a squad out there. So, well, let's talk a little bit of OU football. Just OU in general. Uh, looks like we've heard about it. They're planning to upgrade sports facilities left and right. So they're definitely investing in you guys as players, investing into the sports. We got plenty of sports starting up. Men's basketball is about to start this month. Women's basketball is about to start this month. So I know uh, Coach Moser, or Porter Moser, I think that's his name, would love for y'all to tune out for that one, especially for women's basketball. It was a big push last year. We want to have some people out there this year as well. Got lots of sports coming up. So, But football is in prime time we're heading up into what we love to call championship november coming out of probably what i think would have been the toughest test for the defense playing mm -hmm. iowa state right yeah. iowa state has not only the best defense in the conference but a top five defense in the country right now <laughs> that's it's funny that both schools in iowa have the some of the top defenses, but also have some of the worst offenses in right. college football. <laughs> so it's, it's a little ironic how that's happening. But you guys come off, you get the win this week after beating Kansas and having a bye week. So I feel like after all that has happened with Dylan Gabriel being out and the offense struggling, and then the defense giving up as many points and yards as they have over the past three weeks before Kansas and even at the Kansas game, even though the Kansas score doesn't really lead you to believe of how uh, far apart that game actually was. I'm assuming the defensive guys have got to be coming in with some motivation and they've got to feel good after how they played against Iowa State, All right. even though they have bad offense. What's the feeling there with those defensive guys in that locker room right now? 
Uh, just reassurance, I would say. You know, just watching those defense guys put in the work every single day. Coach BV pushing them every single day. Like, those guys work hard. We all work hard collectively. But, you know, BV's on that defensive side, and he is pushing them, you know. So what, the way they performed against Iowa State this weekend or this past weekend, it was just great, you know, just reassurance. Like, hey, y'all are good, you know. We, we are good as a team. We just got to believe in ourselves, believe within the walls of our own program. Yeah, definitely what we saw against Kansas State and TCU and Texas, that's not the defense that I think is really that team. I think they're probably somewhere in the middle from what we saw at the beginning of the season and what we've seen over those past three weeks. And I know that has uh, really caused a rift with Sooner fans on Twitter, knowing that, hey, we got to trust the process. Everything's going to be all right. It's looking a little rocky this year. Here's the thing, though. You come out of this game with three interceptions, and this is a game historically, which, I mean, I feel like you would know this. OU probably would have given up quite a few points to Iowa State in the past, right? right? This is the type of game that that usually happens, you know, where, oh, the team's still not super great, but they do it. And I think to come out, hold them to 13 points, and even though you gave up 308 passing yards, when you look at it, Hunter Deckers had to throw the ball 37 times to get there, right? So that would have been a 5.4 average. Uh, So if you had been able to stop him from throwing the ball a little bit more, that yards, and then obviously it looks inflated from the end of the game as well. So I think the defense played really good. I feel like Sooner fans should feel confident in what the defense is going to be able to put out there for the rest of the season, especially as we head into the back half where we're going to have to play some pretty tough teams. Luckily you guys got two games at home. Mm-hmm. What is the feeling in that locker room for how you guys feel the rest of the season is going to turn out? Do you guys feel like you guys can run the table and potentially if all things fall correctly, make that big 12 championship game? We be, we believe the entire year, you know, no matter the ups and downs, we got to keep our head down, stay focused and continue to do the little things correctly. Um, you know, the foundation is – or this program is built on a foundation of accountability. So we're all holding each other accountable from the smallest things like picking up trash in the locker room or, you know, going to get watch extra film. But we believe that we're going to have a great season. We've always believed that, you know, we just got to keep our head down, keep doing the little things right, keep doing things that we always do, and we're going to just be fine. Wherever, you know, the wins take us, that's where we're going to go, you know. So we only can control the controllables. No, that's a good mentality to have. You can only con- control the controllables and what's in front of you. So what has the messaging been like from Venables and the staff, uh, especially after that three-week stretch, right? Because mm-hmm. that was probably one of the harder three-week stretches we've seen, um, at least from the outside looking in, from fans' perspective, uh, in a while, right? I think the last time that we saw anything like that was probably 2014 when the Sooners finished 8-5 and five that year. What has been the mentality in that locker room um, since that point, and what has the staff really been pushing for you guys? Just belief. Every day when uh, Coach Venables comes into our team meeting, he says down a belief little, like, stand or something like that. I don't, I don't know what it's called. But he sets it down on the desk in an hourglass. You know, we can't get the time back. So we got to live in a moment, continue to do things that we always do. And we say that word belief, you got to truly mean it. You know, the outside noise is always going to talk, whether we're 10-0 and 0 or on a three-game losing streak. You know, they're always going to talk. So we got to stay focused, believe in ourselves, and keep on doing what we always do. And so I think everybody really bought into what the coaching staffs um, brought in since they came in to Norman. Um, but we just we just have a strong belief 
a foundation of belief right now. No, yeah, that's really good. Um, in terms of just what you guys are looking to be able to put out there from an offensive side of the ball, since I know you're on the offense, you might have a little bit of uh, intake on this, but looks like they're getting a little bit more creative than what we've seen in the past, um, sure. especially during this Iowa State game this past week, right? Um, they're kicking a field goal, and they fake it, and they punch it in the end zone, right? It seems like there's a little bit more creativity putting Braden uh, Willis out there in the wildcat formation, which I know everybody's kind of calling the Willis cat. Um, what is What does that look like? Are they really trying to change the play calls, or are they just kind of digging deeper into that playbook now? I think they're just digging deeper into the playbook. We have a great offensive coordinator, Coach Levy. I believe he's the best in the country, you know, and he, you're starting to see that out there on Saturdays. He just We're getting more comfortable as a unit. Um, everybody knows what they have to do. The quarterback knows who everybody has to do, you know, and so we're just having that chemistry bu- being built and everybody's comfortable with the position. And so that's when you can dig deep into that playbook and, you know, really open it up, you know. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's definitely great to hear, right? Everybody's starting to get comfortable in their position uh, because uh, with as much turnover as we had at the at the end of the season this year, all we brought in, there there had to have been some uncomfortability there and learning how to play the roles and figuring out where everybody landed. So it's definitely good to hear that everybody's maybe starting to uh, settle in just a little bit more. <laughs> Especially as, like I said, we're starting to hit this home run stretch where you're going to play Baylor and Oklahoma State, who are the two teams that knocked us off last year. Uh, so it'd be definitely nice to turn around and uh, give it back to them. Especially after Oklahoma State went and dropped it 48 nothing this week. Uh, right. They're starting quarterback on the field. So they ain't got much to talk anymore. No, not at all. We just talk with our pads. You know, that's all we're going to do. Yeah, so speaking of the 48 nothing, right? So OU goes into the Red River Showdown, and we lose 49 to nothing. And, I mean, it's one of the most lopsided – I think it's not, I think, the most lopsided uh, loss for either side um, ever in that rivalry. What was – what was – how was the team feeling after that, right? Because I know the fans were kind of down. Texas fans were real high jumping all over us. How was the team reacting to that? Were they looking at that as an opportunity to, you know, continue to build and get better? Or was it just one of those things of like, hey, like, let's put it behind us because we know we're better than that? Um, we always believe in windshield mentality. And so we just got to keep focus on what's ahead. We don't really look back in the past to see and live there in the past. We live in the moment. Um, after that loss, it was definitely tough. You know, it was it was definitely tough. We we had to just come together and really reevaluate, you know, what what is missing. Like, why aren't we putting these wins together, you know? And I think we did a good, uh, good job, uh, us as the players and also the coaching staff. Just, a, like I said, that belief, coming back, doing the small things correctly. And, uh, I mean, we feel much better right now. We just continue working. Like I said, we have that windshield mentality. So we're focusing on what's next. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about it last time that you were on. We talked about Dylan Gabriel. And I think fans especially are starting to see the importance of what Dylan Gabriel means to this team and this offense. Uh, just in terms of a leadership perspective, being able to go out there and run this offense that Jeff Levy's bringing in. Because you said it. Jeff Levy is one of the best offensive coordinators, if not one of the best in the mm-hmm. country. And his offensive scheme is pretty, I mean, I feel like it's, complicated and right. to have a guy like Dylan Gabriel to be able to go in there and teach everybody how to run that offense what has it been like 
having him on the field, but then also seeing him off the field when he was hurt. Uh, was, was he taking more of like a coaching leadership role on the sideline while Jeff Levy's up in the box? Or mm-hmm. what, what What has that been like for him? Um, for him, he was definitely helping out, you know, the backup quarterbacks. Like I say, he's a very vocal leader, and he also leads by example. He showed the entire fan base, you know, how important he is to this team. And, you know, with him being you know, not on the field, you, you can see – just how much, you know, he knows the offense. He controls the offense. He's the pilot of the entire offense, you know. And so, uh, you know, having him on the field just means, like, honestly, it's really good for our team, honestly. It's because he's been in that system before, and, you know, he can show those other guys exactly how to run the offense efficiently. Um, with him being on the sideline, he definitely was helping out the other quarterbacks, you know, when they come back off the field telling them what he sees and all that, and so the adjustments that they need to make. So he was doing a really good job. Yeah, no, and he's had a – I mean, he's having a pretty good season. Uh, he's 129 of 201 attempts for 64.2 completion percentage. He's thrown for a little over 1,700 yards, 14 touchdowns, and he has that one interception that probably, you know, shouldn't be an interception. Right. I, I, th- I think they need to change the way we look at interceptions in terms uh, of like, did the quarterback really just throw the ball to the defender or, you know, if a receiver tipped it or, you know, something where they weren't in the right spot, you know, right. I, I feel like we should look at those a little differently, but they still count them as an interception. They still count them as an interception. So right. he's pretty accurate. He's pretty great. We've seen what he means to the team. Just, I saw that you guys the other day, you guys got to get out, do a little bit of community outreach. Tell right. us a little bit more about that and uh, what that's looking like for the team a little bit. Yeah, that was through the sole mission, you know, serving our uncommon legacy. And uh, it was during the bye week. So we had, we took Tuesday off, you know, we had a team meeting and then they shipped, they, they shipped us off onto vans to different places all across Norman. So I was with the running backs and the quarterbacks. We went to uh, second chance to, uh, you know, help walk the dogs or wash them or, you know, maybe clean up some stuff. And it was also, like, amazing, you know, just to give it back to the community. Ever since we went, I've been going – I went yesterday again just by myself. Like, me and my girlfriend went, and it was awesome. I just love doing that, you know, spending time with those animals because seeing them in those shelters, you know, they want to be in homes like we are. You know, you can see them all exciting when you walk in, and they're just super ecstatic when you take them outside for walks. So that was really a great experience. And then also after the second chance, we went and built benches for uh, the different communities. And that was also pretty cool because I'm not a handyman or nothing like that. So I learned a little new things and, you know, painted benches, built them actually. So it was just felt great giving back to the community. Yeah. So uh, have you thought about getting a dog since you've been out there? Man. Yes, I, I do want a dog, but I don't think I have the time for that right now. You know, they... They're all there in the cages and stuff like that, but I don't want him to be in the cage when I'm in practice or something like that, you know. So I think I just need to wait until I get, you know, a steady job and all that, and we're going to see him here in the near near future. Hey, well, you know where to go get one now. Oh, yeah, of course. make connections with the dogs. So Of course. I thought about fostering one, but I was like, ah, no, I better not. Just don't get too attached to him because – that that that's how they get you as you get attached to the dog and then you don't want to leave it for sure i know that 
Yeah. So tell us just a little bit more about the Soul Mission, right? Because this has been something that um, I feel like has been a little bit more advertised or is new this year uh, that a lot of people probably don't know about. So can you give us a little bit more insight of what the Soul Mission is um, and kind of what the purpose of it is and how it's ran? Mm. So like I said, uh, Soul Mission is serving our uncommon legacy. And so basically they're just giving us the tool belt for life. You know, they're creating men in this program and they're doing a great job with it. You know, uh, from the little, littlest things like uh, creating your resume, you know, they helped us all create our resumes. And then like we had the micro internship back in the spring slash summer. You know, I got to go get a chance to build connections in West Palm Beach in Florida, which was amazing. You know, that was all through Soul Mission. Um, a lot of guys went over the country, different job opportunities. And honestly, they're just helping us become better you know, future fathers and future husbands and just a man in general. And that's basically what the program is all about. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Tell us a little bit more about these jerseys because these jerseys that were rolled out the other day, they're pretty sweet. I wish they were a little bit more black and right. not the grayish, but yeah. listen, it's small steps, right? We'll, we'll just yeah. take the small steps to the black uniforms. <laughs> right. I, I want something like Tennessee's got with the yeah. straight black and the red. But um, I, I, I was I was reading up on those jerseys a little bit. And it seems like there is a story and a purpose behind these jerseys. So mm-hmm. if you could give us a little bit more insight to what that is and what that means to the players and the program, that'd be awesome. Right. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to just say some stuff because I actually missed that team meeting. I had class. <laughs> so I was in class uh, when they brought out the new jerseys. And when I got back from class, everybody was in the locker room with the new helmets on. I was like, wait a minute. What? Where did y'all get that helmet from? Like, that's amazing. I've never seen that. I've been here three years. I've never seen that helmet. They were like, oh, yeah, you wasn't in the team meeting? I was like, I was not. And they were like, oh, yeah, we got new jerseys and all this. I was like, wow, this is amazing. So um, I don't know exactly – I know it's for, you know, that former football player that was playing here, the first African-American football player. Um, but I don't know too many details about it just because I missed that team meeting. I need to do better research on that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, it, it's pretty cool. Uh, and it seems like over the past couple of years, there's been rumors floating around of a jersey like this um, coming out. And it's, it's awesome that it got released this year. I heard that it was actually made last year but mm-hmm. with the shortages and everything they couldn't get it last year right so they got it this year um, yeah. it, it, it's pretty cool so uh we all saw your uh, video on instagram and that's how i was like okay it's real yeah <laughs> I, I, it's for it. sure real it's for sure real yep so give us uh, a little bit more insight so you've been home when we've had those new lights we've had the night games how has that changed the energy for a night game? The specifically the new stadium lights that we have that mm-hmm. flash and everything else. I mean, that's amazing. Uh, you know, like obviously we're going to the SEC. You know how those other stadiums are at night, prime time lights, light shows, and when the first time they had the light show in the stadium when we were playing, it was amazing. It was like a, a party on the field. Basically, it was a party on the field. That's a club, you know. And so that's just a great environment. The fans love it. The players love it. The coaches love it. Everybody in the stadium loves it, especially if we win it. The other team's like, oh, this is amazing, but like, come on, now we're losing, you know? And so it's just great energy all, all around. Yeah, no, uh, the lights have definitely, uh, especially from a fan perspective, mm-hmm. uh, they've, they've, they've completely changed the way that I look at a night game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely makes it a little bit better. Uh, right. It's cool when they flash on and off and like the stadium goes dark for a second. Um, yeah. yeah I like I'm excited. That. 
Yeah, I missed the Kansas game when they debuted these uniforms, but I'm excited mm. to see these uniforms in a night game because that, that will be amazing. That will yeah. be amazing. Hopefully, we'll I'm wear curious. it again this season. Yeah, I'm curious though if we're going to be able to wear them during the night game because I know that there is this uh, NCAA rule where like they have to be able to read your numbers mm-hmm. up in the press boxes, and if they can't do it, then you can actually be um, fined or something for it. So really? we'll see if OU can actually pull that one off. Yeah, I know. I mean, we got the new lights, so it's no excuse. Hey, <laughs> no excuse, no excuse. Right. But seems like everything's going pretty well. For the Oklahoma football program, you guys have some. Sorry, I've got something in my throat. Oh, no, you're you got, good. <laughs> you guys got some. Like I said, we talked about the big games coming up. You guys got Baylor at West Virginia, Oklahoma State at Texas Tech. We talked about it earlier in the month. You've been hurt. You've been recovering. Seems like you potentially could be coming back. Tell us right. a little bit more about that. Yeah, it's uh, this is definitely challenging. I tell you that. Uh, I just gotta give thanks to God for keeping me. You know, my mental state good and all that because it's definitely a challenge uh, just not being out there in the moment with my brothers. You know, I got the experience to do that last year and I fell in love with it, excited for for this year, especially with the new coaching staff. But haven't really had that opportunity yet just because of this injury. But um, I should be clear coming back next week, uh, start probably practicing again. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Got to knock the rust off a little bit, you know, put some WD-40 on there. You know, but I'll be all right. I'll be super excited. Hey, that's okay. You can come back for the Oklahoma State game specifically. That could be oh, your comeback game. Oh, yeah, for sure. It could be. And God's timing, it could be, you know. Yeah, has there been any thought process about potentially coming back next year? Because I know some people got the COVID years and uh, I know there's the medical redshirt thing. Have, have you thought about potentially coming back next year? I don't know if you've got any school left. or Right, yeah. I mean, of course I did. I uh, talked to compliance and all that. So apparently I didn't get the COVID year. Um, that was the year I transferred in from uh, Southwestern Oklahoma State. And so I wasn't eligible because when you transfer up a division, you have to sit out a year. And I wasn't eligible until we went to the Big 12 championship game. And they still wouldn't give me the COVID year because apparently I had to be eligible the entire year. And so this is my last year, you know, in college. And I, I can't get a medical for some reason. They say you have to, like, miss an entire season or something. Like, I, I don't know. I got to call the NCAA because <laughs> I, I don't really understand it too well. But, uh so, like, yeah, right now, this is supposed to be my last year. I would love to come back another year. Um, but right now, you know, the plan is just go train in Miami with my cousin and come back for pro day, see what happens. And, you know, after that, I definitely have jobs lined up to become a meteorologist. So I'm excited for that, too. Yeah, no, definitely. Try to take that Try to take that hit for the NFL. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah, that's, 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 me, that's me talking to my five-year-old self. You know, that's, that's the reason I started playing football. I want to go to the NFL. So I, I'm literally one step away from it. Why not try, you know? Hey, just call up old Creed up there and uh, tell him, <laughs> say, hey, listen, uh, I want to uh, make the Chiefs roster. How can you help right. me out there? Yeah, you can, come on, Creed. You got to help me out, man. Yeah, well, hey, hey, or Jalen Hurts is over at Philadelphia, and they're playing pretty well. So They're doing really good. Uh, Kennedy, Kennedy really Brooks good. is on that team as well. Oh, is he on that team? Yeah, he's, uh, I think he's on the practice squad right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, me and him are real close. So. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, I bet Kennedy can give you some pointers. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, you talked a little bit about it, but how has? I guess let's just say it this way. What's 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 God been doing for you this past month? We'll just start there. Um, 
just showing showing my true potential, you know, just with God in my life. Um, I believe my, my strength is being a connector. You know, I, I'm always talking to different types of people, whoever you are. Um, you know, I might not know you, but I'll act like we've been best friends for 20 years and I'm only 22, you know. <laughs> so I think he just showed me my true potential of spreading his word. You know, I just love talking about the gospel, honestly, showing, talking about the truth, you know, so. Yeah, and again, coming off of an injury and everything like that, you know, it being away from home makes mm-hmm. you feel like you have to lean on him a little more, shows why you have to be able to lean on him a little bit more. For so, sure. Love to hear it. Yes, sir. I want to talk a little bit about some college football stuff that's been happening around, as, as outside of Oklahoma. So. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of changes since the last time that we talked in just right. the college football landscape. So, first off, Alabama loses to Tennessee. And I'm sure that you saw the videos on social media <laughs> of the fans going crazy, taking the goalposts out to the river. I mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> From a player's perspective, like, what is that? I mean, c- come on. Like, you got to tell us what you thought about that. Uh, that is wild. Uh, as a, like you can just say "wow" to that. You know, I don't. You don't really experience that too often, or you even see that. I was watching it on live TV. I was like, "Man, are they having a riot on the field? I don't know what's going on." It was kind of crazy, but um, you know, that's SEC football. They're ex- excited about it. You know, Alabama, one of those powerhouses like that, finally goes down. You know, I guess that's that's uh, accepted to act like that. You know. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Uh, and and look, Tennessee—they look like one of the best teams in the country right now. I mean, oh yeah, for are, sure. Their their mm-hmm. offense is explosive, led by Josh Heupel, who he's hey he's a former Oklahoma left-handed uh, quarterback, which mm-hmm. got one of those right now. So, um, has there been anything in the college football landscape in terms of teams that are up there this year, or specific games that have kind of shocked you a little bit? Honestly, just TCU. <laughs> you know, I, I grew up a TCU fan. I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. So last time they've been, you know, this good was when Trayvon Boykin was their quarterback. I think that was like in 2014 or something like that. And so, I mean, it, it's, it's good to see them, you know, playing. Hopefully we make it back to the Big 12 championship and play them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can beat them if we go to the Big 12 championship. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I speaking into existence, we will. I'm just speaking yeah. into existence. Yeah, listen, listen. I, we we would all love to see that, um, but if if it if it's not Oklahoma, I want to see the battle of the purple again. I want to see. Oh yeah, that was a great. That was a great game. Yeah, that was a great game. Uh, there's no doubt Kansas State should have won that game yeah, <laughs> easily. Yeah. What do you think about Kansas State this year? I mean, I I watch Kansas State against Oklahoma State, right? And I look at mm-hmm. them and go, if they wouldn't have had that blunder to Tulane, which by the way, Tulane's really good this year too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they're not the team you guys played last year. Not at all. <laughs> Shockingly. <laughs> not but, at all. Um, you know, so they don't have that blunder to Tulane, and you know, like like you said, if Adrian Martinez does not get hurt in that game, Kansas State, I mean, they probably roll TCU. Yeah, I for mean, sure, dude. They look freaking good, and Deuce Vaughn out there in the backfield. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like, why is this man still playing? You know, <laughs> I know. He should be getting ready for the draft. Exactly, but, exactly. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I mean, what do you think of Kansas State? Yeah, Kansas State is doing amazing. Uh, they've always had a disciplined, strong program, and you know it, they're finally putting it together. You know, and winning games. That defense is really good. You know, shut out Oklahoma State with their their starting quarterback out there. 
that speaks volumes, you know. They're really aggressive, disciplined, physical, and uh, they're a good unit. Yeah, so did you uh, get an opportunity to watch the Ohio State and Penn State game this weekend? I did not. I did not get to watch that. But I saw that defensive stop, though. That was a great uh, Ohio State's defense, man. (laughs) That's good. That's some defense right there. Yeah, so what do you think about JT Tua Maiolola? He had two interceptions. He had one of those pick sixes. He had a forced fumble. This man was sacking the quarterback, having the tackles for loss. I mean, he was all over the place. All over the place. You're doing great, man. He should get draft ready already. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's like the Will Anderson from last year where we're just like, does this man really even need to continue to play college football? Yeah, he just sit on the bench, you know, relax. (laughs) But, yeah. Okay, so Oklahoma's obviously, obviously, because there's no 12-team playoff this year, right? Maybe mm-hmm. there's 12-team playoff, maybe OU still got shot, but right. OU's obviously not played for a national championship this year. Mm-hmm. So who do you got playing in the national championship this year? Out of all the teams right now that are still in it, who do you think's going to go up there and try to compete for that end goal? Um, I say Tennessee, Ohio State. Tennessee, Ohio State. You've got yep. the two uh, best offenses in the country going up against each other. Yes, sir. I believe it. Hey, you know what? I'll take it, and uh, I'm pretty sure you've got a bunch of Tennessee fans that just all of a sudden love <laughs> Jaden Knowles because – Hey, go ahead and hit the follow button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they definitely feel left out out there. Uh, Tennessee right. fans, they go crazy. So Yeah, all right. We saw that. <laughs> yeah, so I got to ask. You played for Lincoln Riley last year. What do you feel like about USC and Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams? It seems like they're doing pretty well, right? They turned the program around. They're seven and one. Now their schedule is not the schedule that Oklahoma's played. So I'm going to go ahead mm-hmm. and preface that now. And right. Kind of played those teams, but looks like they're doing pretty well out there. You know, do you still have any relationships with those guys on the team? That oh, yeah, of there? course. Yeah. I talked to Caleb. I talked to Caleb probably about three weeks ago, you know, just to check in. I was like, what's up, man? Uh, this is Jaden, you know, weatherman Jay, whatever. He's like, man, I know who you are. I got you locked in my phone. I was like, yeah, I was making sure, you know, you Hollywood now. I was just trying to make sure you're good. But now, you know, they're at the end of the day without football, man. They're, they're human beings, you know. We all brothers and sisters in Christ, you know. So I, I keep a relationship with them. They're, they're all good guys. They just made that tough decision at the end of the day, you know. But uh, yeah, they are doing pretty good out there. It's a business decision. As oh, yeah, of course. I like to say it. It's a business decision. Yeah, for sure. Job, so Oklahoma fans are just really passionate, and we feel like everybody should have to be loyal and never leave us. So, I mean, yeah, you're <laughs> never wrong about that statement. <laughs> you know, after that whole Kevin Durant debacle and after he broke uh, yeah. Hearts, yeah, that broke all of our hearts. Oh, it was terrible. It was awful. So you got to go back home during the bye week. Mm-hmm. Got to see some family. Right. I'm assuming you got to eat some good food. Of course. Some good soul food kicking. Oh, uh, what was that? Fun during the bye week? I, I just kind of chilled with my family. I was at my uncle's house. Everybody came over. Uh, was watching the game, uh, all the different types of college football games, and watching movies, eating. You know, we were just chilling at the house, and we didn't really do too much. It's a nice, chill weekend to, you know, recharge. Okay. Did you get to see what Jacob Sexton had in terms of a meat platter? I, yeah, I commented on uh, his tweet. Yeah, it looked delicious. I was like, oh, so now, you, you know, on the bye week, you want to cook like this. You know, the running backs got to eat, too. I know the linemen got to eat. The running backs got to eat, too, man. Send me the address. That, yeah. was, that looked great. I'll pull up in a minute. 
Seems like you guys get to cook out quite a bit. I've seen some stuff where you guys are cooking out in the stadium, cooking steaks. Mm-hmm. Is yep, that every Tuesday. you guys do quite frequently? Every Tuesday, steak night. We look forward oh. to it, too. It's cooked. Uh, you know, take a shower, go upstairs, go outside in the stadium. You see the lights on and you see that smoke and you can smell it while we're actually practicing. You know, it's hot off the hot off the grill onto our plates. It's amazing. It's great. However you like it, medium well, well, you know, it don't matter. Oh no no no! Now it does matter. You got to get it rare, right? If it ain't oh, rare, my goodness. it's too done. I don't. I can't. I can't have my meat. You know, moving around on my plate. I can't do that. I can do medium well, and I just switched to medium well because uh, with the Soul Mission, we went to mahogany and they were teaching us how to you know cook a steak. And I was like, yeah, I, I just get me well done. And they're like, no, you you have no flavor in that. No, what are you doing? I was like, listen, I just trying to make sure I don't get sick. Okay, I just <laughs> I don't like the red meat and all that, but medium well, well I, I do medium well. When you when you cook a steak, right? It's all about making sure the outside's cooked because that's where mm-hmm. all the bacteria and all the bad stuff sits. So if you cook the outside, the inside can be cold, and it's just good. And I know I'm about to expose myself all over the internet, but listen, <laughs> I, if I don't go to a nicer restaurant like Mahogany or uh, shoot, I, can, I would even consider Saltgrass up there because at least they can cook their steaks better. Right. Go to a place like Longhorn Steakhouse or Roadhouse or um, I haven't even been to some of the others, but you got to ask for it for something called Blue Rare, and it's like basically like 30 45 seconds on each side that's oh my goodness that's how <laughs> oh, you, you is- yeah oh oh i've had people go with me and like they think i'm kidding and then it comes out on the plate and they're like you're gonna eat that and i'm like oh my you okay <laughs> i'll be praying <laughs> for you brother <laughs> man yeah. That's a- yeah that's no but i can go to a like a mahogany and i can get it like medium rare like you know yeah because- you might as well just eat it out the bag <laughs> <laughs> Throw nah, some flames nah. on there a little bit. You'll be all right. No, nah, it's fine. It's it's good. <laughs> it, it Listen, there's there's a lot of juice that comes out from the meat and stuff. And I like having the um, the hot and then you have the cold in the middle. Um, I don't know. I just love it. That's, that's how I've always eaten my steaks. That's how I've always so eaten you, my steaks. You like those hot cookie sandwiches with the ice cream in the middle, huh? Oh, yeah. I know you like, yeah. <laughs> that's yep. pretty. So everybody, jump down in the comments below. Tell us, how do you like your steak cooked? So let's just end this debate right now of how you should cook a steak. Uh, yeah, probably yeah. not my way. My answer is probably not the right answer. So yeah. but do you have a favorite steakhouse? or? Yeah, actually, uh, I think Mahogany is. Either Mahogany or The Ranch. Um, they're pretty good. I haven't even been to The Ranch yet. Yeah, I, I was just blessed with the football team, man. <laughs> they took us out one time and went to the – the ranch here in Norman, it was it was awesome. You know, I was like, this is steak. Because I don't really eat steak like that until I started coming on this football team. And I was like, oh, steak is all right. I need to eat some more of that. Oh, you, know, then you need to try a, at least a medium steak. At least try a medium steak. At least try getting it a little more cooked. Because the steak has its own juices and everything in it. The steak. Uh, well done. Like, all the juices are gone. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I got to pray about it. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? That is the most Christian response. Yeah, I, 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 I love it when you tell somebody, "Oh yeah, hey, we might want you want to do this." Oh, I gotta pray about it. That means right. <laughs> that means no. I, I'm not. I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So well, we'll go ahead and we'll wrap it up for the night. But go ahead, tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter, and uh, yeah, um, Twitter. I believe my username is at. Jada Knowles too, and they'll pop up Weatherman J. Instagram, 
J. Knowles, one, two. That was the only one that had left. Uh, so I don't know. There's Weatherman J also. And uh, yeah, hit me up. Yeah, be watching for uh, Jaden Knowles on the news here, maybe here in the next year or so. Maybe he'll be calling our weather, maybe calling our tornadoes. Your guys' jerseys are available for sale, mm -hmm. finally. Yes. People are able to buy your jerseys, and then you also have merch. I do. I have merch. Uh, it's, it's all on my bio and my social media, so if y'all want to help me out and you know get some shirts or some sweatpants or something like that, Rock the Weatherman J gear. You know, go ahead and do it. Yes, his uh, shirts are pretty legit. I will drop that link down in the comments below for you guys. But hey, listen, we thank you guys for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you haven't already and you've made it this far, please go ahead, like, and subscribe. If you guys listen to this on any of the major podcast platforms, Apple, Google, or Spotify, give me five stars. Leave me a review. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like about the show, right? Let us know how we can improve. But until then, we'll see you guys next time.